0: the countdown, you are now listening to Not Sauce for Work. I'm your host, Pez Delariz. I'm trying the silent
1: snap count.
0: It's not at work. I'm gonna get the ball in the chest every time. <laughs> um, I am Pez Delariz, the voice, the disembodied voice you heard. If you're watching, is the eagle at master control. If you're listening, you now know he is disembodied. Joining me in place of Terry Tam is my brother, and. The uh, the uh, the um graphite extraordinaire. graphite extraordinaire, Duke. How's it going, buddy?
2: I'm good, man. I feel like sometimes it's simpler to just say graphic designer, but uh, we'll just go with it, man. We'll just go with it.
1: I actually do have a question for you. Have you ever used graphite in any of your designs? Like, like as thinking.
2: in it. Uh, I- The material absolutely. Either the material or the
1: color shader. Oh yeah, dude.
2: No, no joke. I actually use the color graphite quite, uh, quite a bit because I never like to use solid blacks. I like to use off grays because it looks a little bit more. uh, I don't know, professional looks great. So yeah, yeah, I've used graphite
0: equipment before, right? Yes, and I and
2: I've worked with graphite.
0: There you go.
1: So when we call you a graphite designer, we're not lying. I,
0: like, I I never take offense.
2: I never take offense. I'll tell you that.
1: I no, love. We, we, a word we draft need to be more they offensive, is what you're play. saying.
2: Exactly. You should. <laughs> if I
1: understand you correctly, this this reminds me of a conversation I had with our uh, UI team at work. For spoilers, I work in software, and at one point, I said, "I don't care what it looks like; just make it look pretty," and they got really upset. <laughs> yeah,
2: you, that's why, man. That, that I, I mean, you just don't. You don't have a way with uh, with people sometimes. That's, that's what it true.
0: is. That's true. Um, so we're, you know, we say this all the time We are not uh, a show about Montreal But we are proudly Montreal uh, We are proud of our community um, We love this city the same way uh, People um, can be in love with truly terrible people sometimes We love our poutine and our beers Yeah, I, I, I love I our love restaurants That it's completely tolerated for me To walk from corner store to corner store Drink a beer Finish it, get into the next corner store, drink it while walking, and it's fine. It's fine in the city. That's nice okay.
1: little cafes or artisan shops. Yeah. Or farmers markets. Legal all
2: bond. the motherfucking traffic. I mean I don't that know.
0: too. I live a different life, so <laughs> traffic so is so much cool. traffic. Um so much traffic. Given that, you know, we also do want to talk about some of the things that do happen in our city because it is a reality. Um we are entering um a new stage in the dealing with the coronavirus pandemic Um, we went from lockdown to lockdown to lockdown to semi lockdowns to specifically weirdly targeting the restaurant industry to now uh, the vaccines are available the rollout went okay but uh, not particularly well enough so the government is enforcing a vaccine passport this is an idea that absolutely terrifies me while i I, vac- I got vaccinated like as early as possible. I, that's, that's something that was important to me. Uh, I don't give a shit about other people's thoughts about that, but that was my thought. It was really important to do, um, as are all the people in the show. We, we all got it done as quickly as we could. But the idea of the passport really bothers me, even as someone who's vaccinated. I hate the idea of uh, restricted access to citizens. It really bothers me because... Once something becomes precedent in law, it never unbecomes precedent, and and that's something... So do you, uh, do you have it.
2: an issue with a driver's license or with an actual passport to leave the country?
0: Well, I, I think citizenship is bullshit in the first place, so yes. Um, and then uh, secondly, as for the driver's license, I mean... I guess just, that just that's different because you, you need it's a skill. Yeah, it's it, there's a skill. It's like having a skill testing question on on the back of a contest for. people. I mean, that's kind of stupid, too. Yeah,
2: right. But at the, but at is the, all the same time, at the same time, at the same time, you can kind of understand where they're coming from. When you have a large population, that a large swat of the population that don't want to take the the, the okay, vaccine. But, but, but so you know, having hold on, having having the passport, but it does it kind of forces people for forces people's hands. I realize where you're coming from in terms of your the, the the what you're saying that once it's in law, it'll never be changed. But it's the same reason why we have a driver's license sometimes in the sense that, you know, you need to have something to, to encourage people to drive properly and also to be proper citizens. But,
0: but the driver's license doesn't preclude you from access. Right? Like so so driving is driving you need is a driver's like- license
2: to drive a car. A you, don't drive, you don't have to drive a car to go to restaurant.
0: You don't have to drive a car. You can live a very normal life and not drive a car, especially in the city that we live in.
2: I suppose I'm that, that the reason why you're doing this, the, the, yes, but it's not all about you. Like, the, no, no, the, there's saying, a lot of I'm people it's that... Not the same that there's
0: a, I'm saying that the license is not a fair comparison. Because it's, this something that... It's pretty close. and It's, not, it's, it's pretty close to the same...
2: It's, it's, it's okay. I, I don't think we're ever going to d- agree on this, but... My point is that um, when I look at the passport in general, while I'm not a total fan of it and I can understand completely where you're coming from, I look at the amount of people that got vaccinated ever since announcing this, and it was something positive. I thought oh, it looked at it as positive. It's obviously
0: going to work. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's, it's like we saw it in, in professional sports. Right? Like We're sports podcasts. We see, uh, we see that the vaccination rate in the NFL, for example, is up to 93%. It's obviously working, right? And like... Uh, in a situation we'll talk about later, uh, we've seen players already. You know what? If 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 the if it's close on the death chart between a guy who's vaccinated and a guy who's not,
1: suddenly that's a criteria. Suddenly
0: that's a criteria. We do it in our own fantasy drafts, where it's like, hmm, I think these guys are about the same. I know this guy's vaccinated. I sorry, I know this guy's not vaccinated. This guy I'm not sure, but I know he's not. So I'll take I'll take guy you know player B.
1: I think the the two things that really bother me about the whole situation is that. Every step of the way, including the lockdowns, including the restrictions, and now the vaccine passport, the goalpost for what is considered satisfactory has moved. Mm -hmm. So there was a target, there was a certain number of this and that, and it doesn't seem to matter whether we get there or not, the goalpost always moves a little bit forward with no end in sight, which... I understand it's an evolving circumstances and things change and people make adjustments. I get that, but I don't think it's being well explained, yeah. nor is the expectation being managed. I
0: think, I think on both sides of this, which, which bothers them to me and what I think is most dangerous, on, bo- on, on both extreme sides of this argument, is both sides are conflating politics with science. Those two mm-hmm. things are not related. Politicians are not qualified to talk about science and and the thing is we should be doing things that are recommended by the science professionals and ideally we should take that out of the hands of our politicians and of course in our case it was not done because we saw the infection rates yep. go up right we saw uh we saw the delta variant starting to affect us and 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 it's it's very clear that um it's at this point uh most effective in countries that had you know lower vaccination rates but i
1: was going to say that's that's the second part that bothers me which is no, at no point throughout either the lockdown or this new passport that's coming out has it been explained, or do statistics prove that this is going to be effective at protecting people?
0: Like, like the restaurant uh, embargo. Exactly. Right. Like the, I just, you, don't, you I can't, just you can't, don't. You can't. See, go to the restaurant if you're I, not
1: vaccinated, but you can get a job. I just, work I just don't
2: yeah. see. I don't see how hard it is to just to put your, a QR code into a phone. Like it's I, I understand that. where you guys are coming from, what, but I mean, I, I feel like this is also this is also the issue right now with 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 the pandemic and everything. Like, there's there's simple things that that can that can help people, and we just we just we just make a huge issue out of it. Like, so, so, I, I, do, know, it I, do, I don't I don't think anyone do disagrees. If I go to a restaurant you. and someone asks me to
0: do it, I show them my, my phone. No, of course, it's we're, not saying, we're not saying we're like, not difficult. We're no? saying we're saying, and not that I have the answers, which I don't. I, I don't yeah, have the answer. This, this is a tactic to put why, the literally. squeeze on
1: people, essentially, saying you can't do yes. all these things until you do what we say.
0: But the, again, the, yes. what bothers that me... That sets a
1: very dangerous precedent.
0: Exactly. What bothers me is not not the passport now, but what the passport can mean in 20 years. So, um, so Duke, would, I'll, would, I'll give you the very also, extreme also example. also
2: sets... What, what also sets a de- dangerous precedent is when people refuse to take a vaccine of because course. they get yes, medical I've, 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 information but the, things, but the
0: two things are separate to me. Because, again, and I've said it before, that to me, the, the absolute, absolute height of privilege is for people who have access to medication to refuse the help, to choose illness, to choose sickness, to choose death, rather than uh, to, 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 to choose the vaccine and choose, choose a way out, and there are other countries where they don't have access to medication where they're desperate we saw in not cuba not to mention healthcare saw,
1: is free and you're stealing resources people who might need them
0: and, and 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 the thing is 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 again we saw people in in cuba who were revolting against the government which we know what that means in cuba we know that, that there are definitely groups of those people who did not survive past much past that protest because they didn't have access so to me I'm absolutely. I absolutely agree with you. There, there, there's not. A, there's not a reason not to get it. Uh, there's not a legitimate reason not to get it. Um, there's not a legitimate reason um, to to be weary of us of a tactic that we know works because we have over a hundred years of data that proves that it works. Um, it's just like I said. It's something I think that's worth mentioning. We, if you don't, if you're not willing to question your political leaders, I think uh, it, it, it's it's. It's dangerous. I think that's dangerous. So that's that's the only thing I think is something. I'm not. I'm not,
2: I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that we shouldn't question them. And I also think that one of the downsides of of a, of a vaccine passport is that you're putting the onus on minimum wage workers that have yeah. to enforce a government mandate. I understand that.
1: but I'm also being realistic.
2: Example, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So, no. So do, absolutely. Do,
1: I'm going to give you a very extreme
2: example. What if you? Had I don't want to. It, I play- hold on a sec. Hold okay. on a sec. I wasn't finished. I'm saying that. When it comes to this, I also understand that the reasoning that they came up with this was specifically to, like you said, to put the squeeze on people that did not want to get the, get the vaccine in the first place. And there's numerous amounts of people, people that we know that are questioning uh, questioning it, which they have every right to do so. Um, but we're living, during a, living in a pandemic in something that, you know, that affects a large, a large, uh, you know, a huge population. Um, and um, I, I just I just don't I didn't I don't see why we have to make such a huge issue over, over something like this every and I, and I understand like it's easy to to uh, to question the government over this but we also at the same time need to understand that this kind of a th- this kind of a uh, of, 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 um, of a passport came out because of the the, the Im- immense amount of people that don't trust medicine or science and they just trust YouTube videos
1: so, I agree with everything you've said, Duke, but I want like I said, the extreme example is what if restaurants, if you spoke English to the waiters, would literally not talk to you? Would you be okay with that? Because French is now mandated by the government. If you speak English, you can't get served?
0: I mean, it feels French, that way in Quebec City. So I have no but
1: problem. that. that's my with point, that. right? <laughs> how much do we, how much do Anglophones or basically the English side bitch about the fact that we're restricted in a bunch of ways and we complain that it's fucking bullshit? But yet, certainly well, this you, time around, that's well, okay.
2: Well, your, your extreme example has zero to do with the health and safety of other people around you. It's, it's so again, to me, someone saying exactly. you
1: must do this or we can deny no, you service. That, that's that, what it comes that's, down that's, to. Whatever it is doesn't that's, matter. That's, it could be wearing that. Crocs because to go again, to the beer so, store. So, so,
0: Duke, that's the thing is what what Eagle and I are saying is is we're, we're drawing a distinction between – the, the uh, health and safety protocol and, and the taking of the vaccine, which is important. Which you should get. Yeah. You should get it. And, and, and the, the government issued man, uh, passport. But anyway, we have a lot of stuff to get to. We have a great interview yes. with Andy McNamara. Let's move Ford, on, Sportsnet, And uh, we'll talk to him about all of your fantasy questions um, because it's that time of year. We're all getting ready for our drafts. If you're like me, you have too many drafts, including one that Duke and I have tonight. Um, <laughs> that said, it's time for the news ah uh, terry it's the news <laughs> it's never not terry it's never not terry
2: it doesn't matter it's nice like to it. laugh it's, it's nice to finally laugh Oh my God. Like,
0: that's the balance of the show. Let's right? Never talk Who's, about this thing again. Who we do, you know, we have some serious stuff. We have some Deshaun Watson. We have some vaccines. Go. go back and I'm uh, so forth. tired of talking about fucking
1: vaccines. I know, I know.
2: Well,
0: um,
1: Greth, what? We have another topic about it. There
0: yeah, uh, well, go. Cam Newton was one of the players who uh, did not want to get vaccinated. We know that because he was on the COVID uh, five day protocol, which is only a protocol for those who are not vaccinated. Um, when asked, um, early in the morning about how he was doing, um, what was the, um, what was the said, Eagle.
1: Uh, he basically said something around, I'm going to get the exact quote here. Give me just a second. So I can the,
0: grab he, it. he basically said that he's making great progress. Yeah, Great progress. Great exactly. Whatever. That's the gist of it. Main, great progress. Um, To two hours later, um, as Eagle and I are starting our day, our day, because we're not early birds, we find out Cam Newton cut Mac Jones to be the starter. Mac Jones played well in the preseason, but I'm still surprised just because, you know, Cam Newton is a talented player who's not costing you a lot of money. And Mac Jones is on rookie scale. Why not keep both of them? It's a little bit of a puzzling move. Is it is it having to deal with the, with the headaches? Is it just... Cam Newton not fitting in with whatever Bill Belichick wants to do on the, in, on the offensive side of the ball.
2: I think there's a couple of things to consider here. Um, I think that cutting Cam Newton is maybe a little bit premature, but there is always the possibility that a guy like Cam Newton just doesn't want to be a backup. And you're in a situation also in New England where you have uh, Brian Hoyer, who's been there forever who is the quintessential backup for New England, because he if there's anyone that knows that playbook, it's got to be Brian Hoyer. So um, it could be that. Um, but also, I, I do think that the fact that he's not vaccinated um, and also potentially, I mean, look, Cat Noon's been, um, he's, he has tested positive for, for COVID a couple of times now. Um, mm. And there's a lot of uncertainty around that. If there's one thing that, Belichick, that Bill Belichick does not want to deal with, is the uncertainty of not knowing which quarterback you're going to have? Um, well, he barely he had to make that decision
0: so. in his career, right? Exactly,
2: exactly. And look, Mac Jones looked really good in preseason. And I understand it's preseason; we got to calm down. We can't, we can't make too many assumptions. But he looked really good, and he looked a lot better than a lot, a lot of rookie quarterbacks have looked, especially coming out of uh, coming out of Alabama, um, and looked in that system. So I, I think I that he. I don't he see might what everybody
0: fit. sees. I don't. Brett, see it. Okay, I'm not a Mac um, Jones guy. Well, I think he'll be fine. By the way, sure. I think he'll be good. I just don't think he's this transcendent talent. I, I just think he's a guy. There's yeah. and and you know
2: what? And there, there's still a lot lot to be seen. It's only preseason, but there's a couple of things that I saw. I thought that he really excelled in the preseason with uh pre uh, with, uh, with uh sorry I'm 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 missing my words here. But pre snap reading is that is that the the right pre-snap terminology? Pre-snap like yeah, pre snap reads, but also being extremely accurate, but throwing, uh, not to the receiver, but to where he's going to be. I thought, I thought, I thought that looked really good. I thought that he was really good at understanding the defense that was coming at him. Um, you know, coming out of camp, a lot of defensive players were saying that he was spending a lot of time studying the defense as well. Um, which is something that a lot of rookie quarterbacks don't do. They don't usually have the time. They're usually super uber focused on the, on the offensive playbook. So, I mean, who knows, right? I mean, it's all a crapshoot, but, um, Look, Camden was pretty it was pretty bad last year. I mean, did he he barely eclipsed 100 yards in four games. So, I mean, would he have to lose, you know?
0: Yeah, I think the team was better this year and there was no Training camp last year, don't forget he was added to the team late in free agency. I think there there's a, a lot of factors plus his health. And he's he's also not the quarterback he used to be. I think that's, that's fairly safe to say. Uh, that's not the only quarterback question, though, because the news also rose this weekend that the Miami Dolphins are still in the lead to trade for... The um, the quarterback of the Houston <laughs> Texans, Deshaun Watson, who is now also being uh, the other the other party that's very interested, Eagle. Uh, other other than the the Philadelphia Eagles, named after you, of course. Uh, the other party that's very interested in him at the moment is the FBI as they've opened an official investigation last week, which happened before the Dolphins, uh, before it was put out that the Dolphins were, in, were still interested.
1: Do you think when they come with a warrant for his arrest, he can invoke his no-trade clause?
2: <laughs>
0: sorry, I'm not going to prison. It's not on my list of destinations. It's a good one. Uh, um,
2: a list go ahead. And, uh, sorry. Okay. Uh, so, I don't know. Is this is this pressure that they're putting on Tua? I feel like it's so unfair. The guy's finally starting to understand the playbook, and they're, they're tossing in this... Uh, you know that they're tossing the, this competition into his lap. I mean, from what I understand, Stephen Ross is very much interested in in in, in signing Deshaun Watson. Um, and of course, who would it's 20? He's a 24 a 24 year old uh, quarterback. But if you have a coach that's talking about bringing in high ca- high caliber players that have high character, I just don't see the logic in bringing yeah. in someone that has this many accusers, regardless of people's opinions. There's a lot of accusers out there that are that are saying that Deshaun Watson has a rotten character. I just don't see him fitting in that locker room or any locker room after this. Um, so they need to stay away from this.
0: So there's two things. One is, yeah, he's an absolute superstar, right? So with when this first came up before any of the accusers came forward, as a Dolphins fan, as as a fan of Tua, who I love Tua by the way, I think he's going to be very very good. I'm excited that the Dolphins have him. Um, I said, well yeah, it's a no brainer. You get the guy who can get you a championship more quickly, right? Like like Deshaun Watson's closer to to what that is than 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 two is currently. Um and you don't know if two will ever get there where you know Deshaun Watson already is that elite tier of quarterback. But um you don't know if you'll you'll play for him the 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 texans are still asking for three first rounders now i know the dolphins which is crazy right part of what the dolphins are doing is they're saying well we want protections written in for a trade because um you know we we we're not going to make a trade and then not be able to play this guy because he's in prison or because he's suspended by it for 10 games we want to have protections against those draft picks and so that's where the the conversations apparently broke apart the other thing is as a fan if he's then indicted like I've been making Ben burger jokes forever. I refuse to let that die because I think that's that's important. People can't forget that that mm-hmm. happened. And I don't know how comfortable I would be cheering for a guy who I know is a pretty awful dude if he's found guilty. Yeah. Right? So so that well, that's part of it too.
2: Rollins Chapman pulls um, out a game for the Cubs and they won a World Series and everyone cheered. So at the end I, of the day, myself
0: personally, I don't know how I would. Oh yeah,
2: that. absolutely. No, I know, and, and I think we're both in the same boat in that in that, in that that sense, like, being a Raiders fan, God, there's so many cases I can bring up of guys that were just really low-character dudes that brought nothing to a team. None of them had Deshaun Watson's caliber of, of uh, or quality, you know? So I, I understand that, and I think that it's very troublesome that, as sports fans, sometimes we we tend to forget about, you know, um, some of these actions that these guys do the minute that they win a game for us. And I think that there always needs to be uh, a line that needs to be kind of put down with these, with, with these players. That being said, I mean, look, from what I hear, um, I have to still fact check this, but from what I understand, he turned down, he has no trade clause. He turned down a trade to the, um, to the Philadelphia Eagles, yeah. to the Eagles. Right. And I feel like, man, you're just in no position possible to be turning down trades.
0: You don't have, you have to fact check it. I did for you. It's double vetted. So you're good. Okay, cool. Yeah. So it's like two reliable position. sources.
1: And I don't want to necessarily play, like, equating factors here, but think of all the stars in the NFL today, uh, your Tyreek Hills, or beforehand, like, Adrian Peterson, before him, Michael Vick, right? All those cases where news comes out about illegal activity and you go, man, like, really tarnishes, like, wanting to cheer for you, like, even fantasy – I try and avoid drafting players For, like that, right? Uh, like, not even if they, even if they're considered like fine now, like they're not going to get punished at this point anymore. It still feels shitty to have to be like, I want this person to succeed after what you've done. So I can't I, see myself. I, I would
0: yeah.
2: say that there's something about uh, being a quarterback that being in a scandal. Like if you remember with Michael Vick, like I have met ne- to this day and i expect and you brought up Roethlisberger, but like, with, with Michael Vitt, I mean, to this day, I, I haven't seen that much hate towards a player, I mean, who, of, of course, cre- committed some terrible crimes. But, um, you know, you bring up like Tyreek, well, the positional players, you don't you kind of forget after a while. You know, even Ray Rice, I mean, there's a lot of Ravens fans that had no problem with him a couple of years later. Yeah. So I don't know what it is. I feel like being a quarterback and... You know potentially being African American as well is something that plays into the stereotype that, that you know where people just can't forget and they just have to make it a bigger issue, and they should absolutely make it a big issue. It's a terrible I mean, thing that he, your, that he has your
1: talent will be directly proportional as to how much you're forgiven. Sad, and so, uh, you're right, in an
0: in yeah. example, Duke, you, you're aware of this too, and I, I've heard uh ex basketball player John Amici talk of all the time where he always said he wasn't talented enough to be gay in the NBA in the 90s, right? So, like, he yeah. can only talk about it mm-hmm. after he retired uh, for that reason, where if he's like, if I was Shaq, it was probably okay if I was gay. You know what I mean? So, um, not obviously not the same situation, but just to say the tolerance in a lot of these cases. Well, even
1: Kobe, for example, got away with something that's yeah. pretty shitty.
0: Kobe got away with a sexual yeah. assault, absolutely.
1: Um, absolutely. The, not 26 uh, of them, but.
0: Yeah. <laughs> less less of them to be fair um, is it that is it that though? is it the number is it, is it I think is shocking it's, so the thing is yeah, like it's pretty nuts. you know and, and it's it's a shame that there's always a lot of uh, victim denial but when when there's 22 it gets harder and harder and harder we've been saying it this whole time we're like we're not gonna we're not gonna put a nail in the coffin we're not gonna say he's guilty until he is but man it's just hard to to, to denounce 22 accusations uh, Gardner Minshew gets traded to the Eagles. Speaking of uh, Alabama quarterbacks that are not seemingly trusted by uh, their, uh, their their teams, um, Gardner Minshew, who's, who's talented, he's there uh, now presumably backing up uh, Jalen Hurts.
2: Um, I find it a kind of a weird move. I feel like uh, I, I feel like I, maybe I'm crazy, and also I'm a bit biased about this. I love Jalen Hurts coming out of college. I mm-hmm. thought he was an incredible, incredible athlete, incredible quarterback, and you know, you guys know this. I mean, I I wouldn't shut up about him when he was drafted, and and he played for the he played for the Eagles and played very well. But is there a player about the who looks more just, like yeah. the two
0: cities he's played in than Gardner <laughs> and Minshew. Like th- he looks exactly like if Philadelphia and Jacksonville yeah. had a child. He he so looks I, like the guy I, that would be
1: driving the boat throughout the uh, the lagoon eventually yeah. with the crocodiles in it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> That's pretty good. I like the. So, like, what is it called? Like the the big so fan. I,
0: oh the. Um, Ah, like the airboat. Yeah, airboat, like, exactly. Yeah, He's definitely an right. airboat
1: uh, driver. Yeah, I can see it.
0: It's from one of my favorite movies <laughs> um, of all time,
2: Burt
1: Reynolds. Uh,
2: Jalen Hurts is uh, going to be a great quarterback. He's been absolutely incredible for the Eagles considering how pretty poor their, their, their team was last year. I just think it's kind of crazy that, you know, not only are you trying to bring in Des- Deshaun Watson, a guy that won't even play for you, and when he does, is probably you know, and no matter how good Jalen Hurts is, I mean, look, Deshaun Watson, if you if he's not going to be better than him, he's going to be at the same level, you know. Then you bring in Minshew, who is what going to challenge him for the spot a couple of days before the season starts. So, and I and I I'm kind of understanding why teams are doing this right now because of COVID. You never know when someone's going to catch it. You have to have a Plan B. But a guy like Minshew doesn't want to be a backup, as we saw with with the Jags. Yeah.
0: For sure. The, uh, he's going he's gonna to definitely challenge for uh, to be they're, the face of they're the franchise.
2: they really doing Jalen really dirty right now. Okay.
0: He's going to challenge to be the face of that franchise, but in the meantime, a man who seems to be taking over as the face of the sport, in his own words, um, Jake Paul claims himself to be the face of boxing before retiring <sighs> right after his fight. But here are his words right before <laughs> that fight. Oh my God. More. What did you think I was gonna do? What did you think <laughs> I was? going topics. I thought it was. I, it was. It was so a pretty sharp one. Is it? Was a, it was a sharp uh, transition. Oh, no. I, blame, um, I blame. production. I think that was pretty smooth. It, it was smooth,
1: but you had ten seconds. And yeah. I did you had not ten whole 10 seconds,
0: seconds to do it. It's coming. It's coming. All right. So did you watch the we, fight? Um, I did not watch the fight. I'm done watching Jake Paul. It's just not interesting. Yeah.
1: Faces of boxing. I, I have. So to, I'm doing it differently. i watch it after. There's room for everyone to eat, though. I don't want to take everything. I don't want to... This is a a sport where there's hundreds of amazing fighters, and all I want to do is bring more eyeballs from a different audience. Everyone here saw the crowd tonight. This wasn't your typical boxing audience. This was kids that were rowdy, lit, holding up signs saying, subscribe to my YouTube channel. This is a completely different audience, and that's what I want to bring to boxing. So I'm going to bring that over. They'll become fans of boxing, and love all the other fighters. But I'm certainly, yeah, one of the top three biggest draws for sure. Top three, top five. I don't know. I, like, I let's look I at the numbers. <laughs>
2: I won't disagree with that. I will disagree with that. But is there any athlete right now? And I'm, I'm even struggling to call him an athlete. But you know, well, he, he, he
0: made himself a professional athlete.
2: But but is there is there anyone in the, in any sports that that really knows how to put out fake humble? Like this dude is acting like he's doing something for everybody else, and it's not about no, it. No, he's putting money it's in your pocket. pocket. You. See,
0: I like I like Floyd Mayweather's approach because he'll tell you, "I'm just stealing your money." It's it. Honest yeah. as he gets. Yeah. Um, no, like, yeah. and the thing is, like, like Jake Paul got rocked in that fight uh, in the fourth round. Uh, Woodley Woodley did hit him pretty hard. Um, the thing is, is that um, look, he he goes in there, he made a ton of money for himself and for Woodley, and um, he then says he retires, but I feel like this is like a superhero death in a Marvel movie where, you know, he's going to come back in, in, in three sequels. Like he'll be back sooner than later.
2: Well, that's, that, that's the thing because like, what other options does he have? Because at this point he's four and no. Oh. like keep in mind that the majority of great boxers out there, like, you know, they only really start hitting, like getting, getting to, to, to like the top of the mountain when they're into 30 fights, 35 yeah. fights. This guy's four and oh, and like at this point, he, with the draws that he's getting, he's got to fight someone better. He's got to well, fight someone And he hasn't fought a boxer. Say,
1: has he actually fought anyone, like, relevant? Oh, no, no, no. He, hasn't, actual
0: he boxers. hasn't fought a boxer. Right.
1: He fought a YouTuber. He fought a basketball player. He fought an yes. MMA um, uh, fighter the, who d- retired, part. essentially. And now he fought yeah. Woodley. And Woodley hasn't boxed in God knows how long, right? So, yeah. like, this for, is a, this for, is as close as you're yeah. going to get to someone who's actually a boxer. But clearly is in, in for the money and not actually for the, the fight itself.
0: But the thing, so like the thing is though, Eagle. I mean, they talk about how you know Montana's the greatest because he never lost the Super Bowl. Jake Paul never lost a fight, greatest of all time.
1: Greatest yeah, but he's time. playing against
0: kindergartners. Yeah. So <laughs> if you look at some of those defenses, so was Montana. Um, the uh, the you, dispar- you guys,
1: you guys know what the you guys know what the next thing is. It's
2: going to be Jake Paul against Logan Paul. That's what he's retiring for. Definitely. He's going to come out a retirement and and fight and fight his his brother. And that's yeah. going to be the next
0: drop for sure. Or Floyd. Uh, and some other news broke this weekend that um, had our chat buzzing, and I'm, I'm, of course, all of hockey Twitter as well. Uh, Jesper Kotkanemi was um, given an offer sheet by the uh, the Carolina Hurricanes. The offer for six point one million dollars. It was um, a statement came out and was worded in English, the exact same way that the the Montreal Canadiens French. Uh, presser was worded, uh, obviously pretty petty when, when the Montreal Canadiens uh, artificially inflated the value for, for the Canes a couple years ago. Um, and then the Canes account tweeted this. Picture of the Uno reverse card. I thought it was genius. I'm now <laughs> a Hurricanes fan. Sorry, Montreal Canadians That's awesome.
1: Let's not forget, uh, if uh, Kokanemi had accepted, which he did, the offer sheet, obviously. it comes with a $20 signing bonus yes. which was Aho's yes, number exactly. and I believe the, it's actually 6.1 and then whatever uh, uh, Kokinebi's number is I think it's like 71 or something 15 there we go also yeah. included within the price so but, yeah
0: but also wasn't and, and, and there's somebody in the room who can correct me as Mo Khan is off camera um, but it, wasn't he offered wasn't uh, Aho offered half. 20 million as a signing uh, bonus yeah. yeah he was offered the 20 million as a signing bonus million. so 20 dollars for, uh, <laughs> for just Barry Kukenyebi. Um they can't they can't do it right they can't match it it's stupid you should I mean... You, this, is, no, this is what I, I'm hearing.
1: But, he's going yeah. to use the picks that he's going to... Uh, this is better Javert and the GM for Montreal Canadiens. He's going to get a first and a third rounder. We're expecting Carolina to be good this year, so it'll probably be a low first rounder. Potentially use that and trade for a third-line center instead.
0: Um, For someone who's in this room who's not Mokan, but is a Montreal Canadiens ex- uh, expert, just nod or shake your head as to whether or not that's true. Third-line
1: center? He's looking to trade the first for a third-line center. Not for the.
0: No, uh, Eagles wrong. Uh, Eagle doesn't know anything about the. That's Canadians. what the talk is right now. Whether it's <laughs> Just say, or is a different story. I trust my source more than your source, Eagle. Um, so yeah, do um, you? You, also, you, don't think, yeah. you don't think they'll match, do you? So that's the
2: thing. I I, I think that they should. However, I'm also feeling like like Hook and Yemi might not want to might not want to play with the the Habs. I don't feel like he got adequate time in the playoffs. And perhaps this is maybe something that's brewing. Maybe he, will, maybe he just you know is not feeling it with the Habs and looking for a new opportunity. I do really wish that they would resign him. I think he's an incredible player. I think, I think he's doing so really well, you I know. So. But it is a lot of money. It's six point one million. And I mean, he was on the third. You you probably confirmed with, confirmed this with your guys, but third wasn't he on the third line? For yeah, the, for the majority got bent of last in the playoffs. season. So, and that's, that's where I think that he may have had some issues with it being being benched. And, you know, honestly, like, they, they had a great playoff run. So they should match it. But at the same time, it's expensive for a guy that potentially might be second line this year. I don't know. But after last no, season... No, there's no way. No.
1: Be- between Suzuki and Poling, I mean, he's at best going to end up third line.
0: So but the, th- the thing is... is, is I, that's, I, a
2: lot, that's a lot of money.
0: I, I like the player. And, and you do it if you think that the success from last year was repeatable and your depth away from winning a Stanley Cup. I don't think with the I think they're they're ahead of schedule, but I don't think they uh, are a legitimate contender uh, next season. To put it um, in
1: perspective, this year Philippe Dano was our best center essentially, the shutdown guy, the pizza boy himself. He signed a 6-year deal worth $33 million, right? So yeah. 5. point something. So what you're saying is you're going to pay more money for Kokenyemi than you would Dano. Yeah.
0: Who at this point is a better player? Oh, by far, yeah. So um, how does he? How does
2: he,
1: fit with, how does he fit with Carolina? I'm sorry, I don't want
2: to get, make this drag too much, but how he, does he fit actually with does have a spot in the roster, house. which is
1: the, the yeah. good thing, I guess. If you're Carolina, so it's not just a petty move. There is a hockey decision in there, the but money, it's also a petty move. The
0: money makes it a petty move, though, because you know that Montreal's not. Yeah. Good. Um. Anyway, um, we got a lot on our plate today because we started the interview with Andy Maximer. We're going to talk about um all of the questions that we and you may have about your fantasy drafts because i imagine like us you're in too many leagues and you have a ton of questions so we're going to get to that coming up next and we're back this is totally not the first thing we recorded uh joining us is andy mcnamara of uh, sportsnet Andy also joins us courtesy of UFAFL, uh, Ultimate Fantasy American Football League. Uh, Super cool. Andy, why don't you, um, we want to get obviously into the meat of all the fantasy stuff with most people's drafts coming up this week, Uh, but why don't you give us a quick rundown of what that is?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, guys, great to be back on with you. Football season, it's here, there's cut downs and all that, so very happy to be on with you guys as always. But yeah, I've been involved the last few months with this new project, which is just fascinating and, and has taken so much of my, my time and energy, and it's so incredible. I'm the head of football operations for UFF Sports, so uh, in particular right now, the Ultimate Fantasy American Football League. So this is where, guys, it's the ultimate in fantasy football. It's Mir's NFL front offices, 32 franchises, just one league. We have digital athlete NFTs coming in where the athlete, as a one-of-one one NFT, get paid for fantasy sports. So some of the owners in this league, like they flew me out to Vegas first class in July. It was amazing. We're at the circa phenomenal facility, but uh, Chris Carter, so good. Michael Vick. That's oh, it's awesome. so good. It was so fun. They're, they owners of a team. Martin St. Louis, Steven Stamkos, their owners, Nick Lewis, Damon Allen, their owners. Like it's, it's crazy. And what we have going on now is the scouting side, which is where sort of the everyday guy can get involved, where you can register for a scout for 25 bucks. And then, uh, bid for and get the college players now and then sell them in, in next year's draft to these UF AFL franchises so it gets tracked on the crypto blockchain on the Zillica blockchain and this is where guys what's cool is you can actually build it's public knowledge you can build your scouting resume so if you think if one of your viewers is like I know I can pick the draft I know all these guys well now you can prove it and prove that you're a talent evaluator so I'll put out a link on Twitter at mc 81 and at ufafl underscore uffs and uh give the plugs there but you're you guys and the viewers should check it out it's really cool
0: i mean that's not cool that said i thought vernon golston was going to terrorize the dolphins for 20 for 15 <laughs> years so maybe <laughs> i'd be wrong um andy uh the, the the reason here is you're about as good a fantasy analyst as uh, as there is i well, love you. following you uh on twitter uh, i like consuming as much of your content as possible because you know your stuff um and there are some i find this year's draft to be particularly interesting uh because we know look there's there's sort of the the top five running backs and whatever you feel about saquon but then there seems to be like certain spots in the draft where um you never quite i i find myself second guessing myself thinking about what to do like the area that that has like kareem hunt and, and chase chase edmonds and um, miles Gaskin. So like when you see those guys, guys who have a defined role, but there's, there's question marks about long-term, uh, usability and, and so on. Um, how do you evaluate, what do you do to evaluate which guys you think are going to be best from that sort of
3: early tier,
0: of uh, flex options?
3: Yeah, I don't know. It's a great question. And it's that, that next tier down, right? Cause yeah, it's easy to say Christian McCaffrey is a really good football player for your fantasy team. Yeah, obviously. But what about those guys coming up next? So maybe you took the top running back and now you have an option of those players. Or maybe you missed out and you're trying to get those. I would include Clyde Edwards-Alaire in that conversation as well. Mm -hmm. So what you really have to do is look at who is going to have the most opportunity. I always say, guys, on, on Sportsnet and all that, opportunity equals success in fantasy football. So if you have a slew of a committee, like San Francisco, for example, Raheem Mostert, Great running back, but he's got Trey Sermon knocking on the door. You got Jeff Wilson at some point back there. You got all these guys. So which teams are going to give you the best option for your guy? Maybe he's not the best running back, but he's going to at least get the chance. So I think Miles Gaskin does fall into that category. I don't feel too nervous about anybody else in that backfield siphoning off uh, carries or, or too much of the workload from Gaskin. So and then you look at let's say somebody like a Tevin Coleman with the Jets. Well, Tevin Coleman again, nice running back, but I like Michael Carter better for later in the drafts, the rookie. And the Michael so, P. Ryan's still there,
0: who was you know he Ryan's there too. Uh, showed
3: some usability last season. Exactly. So that's really where you got to look from that next tier down, and really for any position, where are the touches going, how is this offense run? Is it pass first? Is it run first? What does it look like? Um, Andy,
2: I have a quick question about you, uh, about the fantasy draft. So we did one last night, and um, in the past I've never chosen a quarterback very early, um, but I decided this year to take a chance and take Lamar Jackson in the second round. My friends are all making fun of me about this, but um, I've always got stuck taking quarterbacks way too late, and they're not productive enough. Did I make a mistake? Well, listen, I love (laughs) you,
3: but yes. (laughs) Yes. yes, yes, yes. It was a mistake. It was a mistake. Think about it. We could get Dak Prescott later. Russell Wilson, who people don't give respect to, has been a top five quarterback for most of his career. You can go down to let Matthew He's Stafford He's quarterback even. who's
0: had uh, four straight seasons of 30 touchdowns.
3: There you right. go. Right? So, uh, you could get <laughs> him later. Oh, Jackson. No, no, no. Okay. I got yeah, Pat like, Mahomes in the third round. Yeah. So. <laughs> so you can get Pat. Like, So so here's what you have to think about. And all kidding aside, we you have to think about if you take a quarterback – that early who am i passing up on in the draft so is take is the upside of lamar jackson from two years ago tantalizing absolutely however what you're missing out on is maybe the top tight end maybe a great running back maybe one of the best wide receivers where if you balance it out and think, well okay i didn't get lamar but i got dak well that's still damn good you know or i got russ or whoever I got that. I, you got Ryan Tannehill, QB seven last year. You could have gotten for nothing. So oh, yeah. that's what you have to consider.
0: The um, last last season, obviously, we saw uh, Justin Jefferson run away with sort of that rookie wide receiver who probably a little underdrafted because we didn't know how he would do. Uh, you know, we didn't know uh, how quickly he could step into Stefan Diggs's uh, role, but. Um, do you see, given the, the depth of talent this season with, you know, Jalen Waddle and Devonta Smith, who, who, if anyone is going to be the, or the group of receivers that are going to be steals in this year's draft.
3: Mm, going to be steals. Yeah. And I love Justin Jefferson and I know people are like, Oh, he, he can't possibly repeat. I want more Justin. I want all the Justin Jefferson I can get. Well, he got the exact all
0: the Stefan Diggs workload,
3: right? Right. So, right and I'm feeling a year older. Yeah, like remember last year was like Thielen started sort of as the number one. So now those roles are clearly defined. But to get to the the later picks, I know Jamar Chase is more of the sexy pick, but that offensive line stinks in Cincinnati. And the other season um, was all, really good. Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins, like T. Higgins is a stud. Yeah. Right. And, and also Joe Burrow coming back with that knee and some reports that he's looked a little shaky. And, and how is that going to play out? Uh, so I think you brought up Jalen Waddle. Not to say that he's necessarily going to be overlooked, but I don't think he's getting the credit that maybe he deserves, especially in PPR. That's Tua's safety blanket. That's his little cuddle bud right there so that he can, he can feel safe and, and, and go. I think out of the slot, Jalen Waddell for PPR is going to be tremendous value where you can get him. So yeah, that's giving, like, an example. In, in the there.
0: Pre, like I watched Dolphins preseason, obviously, because I'm a weird Dolphins fan. But the yeah. um, they look to be manufacturing touches for him specifically, like a lot of bubble screens, and of the, you know, junk touches. But they get you points.
3: Absolutely, they get you points. Like, and, and, and the thing is, why not? Well, like you have to think like, dra- draft capital. You follow the money. Why did they draft Jalen Waddle? Well, to make life easier for Tua. Tua is going to go to the, go to him.
1: Yeah, of course. Makes sense. Hey, Andy, I usually save like my late round picks for either like a comeback player of the year or a brand new rookie and everything. Any suggestions on someone coming in, whether it's a quarterback, uh, Trey Lance, Mac Jones, et cetera, or wide receiver, tight end, et cetera, that you would put in kind of the rookie group that you should be looking at?
3: I'll give you one non-rookie if I may, because I don't don't know if he's getting talked about enough. Um, Donovan Peoples-Jones at the Browns. Okay, guys? First of all, if you're in a dynasty or keeper... You want this guy... I know. I <laughs> I will get to another non-Browns <laughs> player. I promise. I will get to another non-Browns player. But, like, seriously, Keeper Dynasty. You want Donovan Peoples-Jones. He's going to replace Odell Beckham Jr. when I believe Odell's off the team next year. But even this season, this guy is an underrated um, pass blocker. They got rid of their top receiver pass blocker uh, today, Kaderil Hodge, who they brought in just to block. He blocks, but more importantly... Dude has developed great chemistry with Baker Mayfield. He's the tallest receiver on the team. He can speed down the outside. You can put him in the slot if you want. And he's physical. So maybe it's not at the start of the year, but I think as the season goes on, we're going to see Donovan Peoples-Jones really stepping up and really having a chance to make a difference. Um, a, a rookie, though, to say the Trey Sermon and Michael Carter, one or both, both in the same style of offense because they're both in that Shanahan offense uh, style with Robert Salah going over to the Jets. Um I believe both are going to be, by the by halfway point in the year, going to be the ones taking over and really going. Javante Williams, too, same situation in a timeshare with Melvin Gordon right now in Denver.
0: Yeah, so so those are guys like Trey Sermon and, and Javante Williams are guys who, who definitely look like they're poised to take over the role uh, at some point. Who do you think will take over the role of the Houston backfield,
3: and why is it Philip Lindsay? <laughs> Houston sucks guys. Oh. Well, but someone's going to touch Houston, the ball, right? <laughs> I know someone's got You're right. Even like on a bad basketball team, someone's going to be getting 25 points a game, right? Yeah. Somebody is scoring points. Someone's going to get your fantasy points. The Houston Texans stink like if, if uh, my goal in any of my fantasy drafts this year is to not draft one Houston Texan. However, however, if you have to, the Philip Lindsay angle is a very good one to go to cuz I feel like Philip Lindsay kind of got forgotten like undrafted guy was a monster in his rookie year mm-hmm. and then Denver messed it all up right He's the and, first
0: undrafted player to run for two two 1,000 yard seasons in three of his first and two of his first three
3: seasons like did he forget how to rush the football no it's just because Denver's a tire fire in, in some <laughs> regards as far as an organization Um, I, and James Robinson almost ended up in the exact same situation if not for the Travis Etienne injury so yeah I would say Philip Lindsay for sure Outside of that, guys, like, the quarterback plays really bad. Like, do I want Brandon Cooks? Like, I don't know. I, I, I guess. Like, if if he's late, I'm not going to go out of my way to look for him at all.
0: He's a trendy sort of wide receiver five sleeper, though. Yeah. A depth like, receiver like, that might turn into something.
3: Sure. Like, it's somebody where if, you, if he's there later on and you're like, it's Brandon Cooks or someone you never heard of, you take Brandon Cooks. You have him as the depth. He's super talented. Listen, this is not Brandon Cooks' fault. This yeah. is not his fault this situation okay this is not on him at all so yeah a wr5 a depth guy that's what, with upside if something clicks or they end up trading to sean at some point and get a quarterback in then yeah but i wouldn't go out of my way to reach for any uh houston texas but i do like that philip Lindsay as to bring him in sort of as that that rb3 guy that you can probably get later with a real chance to pop I really like Philip Lindsay.
0: He's a guy even been picking up largely in like the 14th round. Of that's beautiful. Of drafts, you know? that, I, like... I think
3: that's a great spot. I think it's a, that's a great spot because of like, it would not surprise me at all. If we look at the end of the year and Philip Lindsay is a top 24 running back, which puts him right in that RB two category. That would not surprise me at all. And imagine the value you get him in the 14th round. That's how you win championships. Yeah. Duke, anything else? Yeah, so I was just wondering about what you thought
2: about uh, about um, about Claypool at the moment. Um, I know he had a bit of an injury. He's been knocked up in the preseason. Um, what are your thoughts about him? And where do you see that kind of a player getting picked up in uh, in any round in, uh, in during a
3: draft? Well, Chase Claypool and really the whole Steelers, they're a team that I feel, guys, this year you're either all in or you're all out on. I don't feel any sort of in-between when it comes to the Steelers, and the reason is you have to look at the situation they're in. Of course, Ben Roethlisberger 39 years old, the elbow, blah blah. But four new starters on the offensive line—that's significant. That is significant. You bring in Najee Harris as the rookie running back. Love that pickup. But now, mm-hmm. how does the ball? How does the ball distribution go? Chase Claypool can't. Now he has the talent to be lined up anywhere. But that dude's a big body guy. Perfect world, you want him <laughs> downfield. You want him jumping and catching. But Big Ben last year, he was dinking a dunking all day. That's why I see the value more in a Deontay Johnson, you know, as far as like if I'm it's any guy, sort of PTR. Right? right? Like, yeah. and, and again, that's nothing against the town of Claypool. Like, if you put Claypool, we, we, what in uh, Kansas City, you know, you put him with a team with a big arm quarterback, I'm taking Claypool all day. Guy's a physical freak. But in I'm Pittsburgh so this season, right? Like, like Pittsburgh right now. Long-term, on your fantasy team, do you want to be banking on a, a 39-year-old quarterback with a bum elbow to get your guy the ball? I don't. Yeah, I,
2: maybe maybe I, I did deserve the D-minus rating from uh, Yahoo
0: Sports.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, look. But, I, I, hey, i, I, talk, I wrong.
0: <laughs> I understand. I understand your hate for the the Steelers, but uh, Ben Roethlisberger has started eating a salad in his life. He he yeah. lost uh, he lost uh, a pound or so. Um, he lost a chin, pretty yeah. good. Um, I want to ask you one last question here because it's something that a lot of people struggle with during drafts. Let's say you don't want to go with the top tier tight ends, but you you sort of missed the train on the middle tier, the the Mark Andrews, uh, T.J. Hawkinson, Kyle Pitts tier. Now you're stuck having a pick from one of the most unpredictable parts of the game. Uh, I know Robert Tanyan had, uh, he scored on what, 22% of his catches last season. Uh, Mm -hmm. Hard to, hard to replicate a second season, but um, who are the guys in that tier that you think can be at least fairly productive where your tight end acts as sort of like a second flex at at the very least, like you load it up on the top positions. You just need someone that you can count on at least, you know, you know 10 weeks. Serviceable. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, so somebody who can get you by, and, and listen, my, my draft strategy personally, I try to go uh, like I, I'm. I reach for tight ends. I reach to get a Travis Kelsey or a Darren Waller, to to sure that up. But if the draft unfolds that doesn't happen, what do you do? Uh, two guys that I really like. I think Mo Ali Cox of the Indianapolis Colts. Mm-hmm. That is somebody we have to look at how offenses are structured. Frank Reich in Philadelphia. Did he use his two tight ends real well? Yep, sure did. Well, now was you like got quarterback Jack- back then, right? It was Carson Bingo. Wentz. Bingo. There you go. And I even if I just picked him up, by the way. I just picked You him got up. Wentz or Mo I just, Ali Cox?
2: know. Uh, I, I picked up Mo Ali Cox, man, right away. Nice.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah, because he, – so here's the situation. Even if it's not Wentz, and you hope it is, but even if it isn't, the offense is still going to be structured pretty similar. T.Y. Hilton's got something wrong with him too, so that, that frees up more targets. Mo Ali Cox flashed last year. He's a superior athlete to Jack Doyle. So I think, again, it's a case, like we talked about with some of the running backs, Partway through the year, we're going to see him sort of Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz, and leapfrog him as the favorite target based on pure talent alone. So I think yeah. that is somebody that you really have to look at when it comes to um, to the tight end group. Mo Cox is somebody later that you can jump on and, and get a piece of. Another guy too, um, Jared Cook with the Chargers, touchdown dependent. But you know we saw um, uh, that uh, Justin Herbert liked to go to the tight end. So it's not going to be ideal but that's another person that you can get much later and at least you know he's going to get some looks
0: yeah i um i like that um that's definitely again that's a a part of the draft most people tend to to struggle with so definitely that information is going to be super helpful uh andy thank you so much for your time we know you're super busy during this time of year um so do check out uh his work at sportsnet do check out the ufafl ultimate fantasy american football challenge and Give him a follow on Twitter because the dude's knowledge is awesome and genuinely, genuinely fun. Uh, follow next time, Andy. We're going to completely waste your time with more questions about <laughs> alcohol, however. So, uh, stay tuned for that.
3: Listen, boys, if it's bourbon talk, I'm your guy. Always. I'll say this too I'll say, hey, stay tuned on the Twitter site and on Instagram at Andy MC Sports because I'm going to be giving away in the next couple of days a brand spanking new copy of EA Sports Madden 22. That's revealed on your show up. only, guys. Your I show only. Up. I got another one. I got another one we're giving away. Great. Great. Let's do it.
0: (laughs) That's that's a special for
3: your guys' show. For your guys' show, your viewers. So stay tuned. More Madden. Awesome.
0: (laughs) Super appreciated. Um, That's awesome. Thank you, Andy.
3: All right, boys. We'll talk to you later. Great. And we're back.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Eagle, as always, for doing it when I'm least prepared.
1: Uh, let's remind our viewers here, I know we've been talking a lot of fantasy, so that was great from, uh, Mr. Andy Mack, but if you do want to have the best fantasy app in the market, you should go with... Eagle, you do the read. So you go with hotstreak.gg, the world's quickest daily fantasy sports game. Um, what you do is download the app on iOS, uh, sign up, use the code Hot Sauce, where they'll match uh, whatever you put your money in up to $200. And then you place bets on ongoing games, uh, three minutes at a time, the outcome of certain plays, and you get returns right on the fly. Terry's not here because he's currently mortgaging his house to try and get more cash to lose on this app. But I'm telling you, you will win millions. So go ahead and download hotstreak.gg. P, you
0: make any bets recently? I have him playing um, baseball. Um, it's slightly improving. My, my record slightly improving with with the uh, hot streak baseball. I'm much better at understanding the game of basketball, which is not predictable, which is entirely predictable if you pay attention to the show at all. You realize it's it's my uh, my first love and my one true love. Um, but yes, so uh, definitely do check it out. It's a lot of fun. The bets are three minutes at a time and they can be as, as low as so it's a dollar. So it's a good time. Uh, great way to enjoy the game, especially baseball's kind of slow, let's face it. So um, get in there. Uh, bet Perret bad. It's good times.
1: All right. And let's get into rapid fire topics. We're going to try and go through this reasonably fast. We got six today. Starting with Do you smell what the law is cooking? There's a uh, Alabama lieutenant appears to look exactly like uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson's doppelganger. Here's a picture tweeted by the Rock's account himself. Duke, which one is the Rock and which one is the officer?
0: I love I love this
2: because I specifically didn't click on the link, just waiting for the show. Uh,
1: <laughs> this is really
2: goddamn tough. Uh, so you're asking me who is real? Who's the real Rock? Yes. Yeah. Or who's the Rock? Okay, who's the real Rock. It's tough because like one of them is holding a fishing rod. I would never think the rock is a fisher. So I'm gonna go with the dude on the left as nope. in the rock. The, the rock is on the
0: right? You can weird. tell by the you can tell by the he tattoos. A fisherman. He's a fisherman. That's well, he, he what, grew the that. tattoos. That tattoo does look like a Florida He does, he does. And man.
2: you know what? It's it's a chest tattoo. I should have seen that.
0: But Dan, that
2: dude really looks like him.
0: If if that dude pulled you over, how how quickly do you shoot your pants?
1: Yeah, no, i would lose my pants. I uh, I think the first thing I would do is look for the camera crew. <laughs> so is is there a comeback yeah. coming
0: with uh, with Vince McMahon planning the first ever actual mirror match between two guys who look exactly the same?
2: That's amazing. He needs ratings right now, so it's there perfect. You
0: go. There you go. All
1: right. Our next topic. Raging Bride. Evander Kane has made several claims that his ex-wife, estranged wife, the wife that said he was gambling on himself, uh, beforehand physically abused him and described instances where she struck him in the face multiple times, threw things at him uncontrollably and violently tugged at a bag uh, that was flung over his shoulder, amongst other charges, and has asked for a restraining order in their relationship. Um, I know beforehand we said this is a messy situation. It's It's just got messier. It's
2: so messy. It's the messiest
0: thing in the world. It's just as messy as Arsenal's
2: uh, Arsenal. Anyway,
0: this is something I'll never. I I mean, I think Arsenal is still a bigger mess, but um, Jesus, yes. This is something I'll never really understand. And and look, it, it happens more often than it should. But people that end up in this kind of relationship. Why? Why are you in a relationship where you're throwing stuff at each other? Why are you in a relationship where where it gets this bad? There's got to be steps along the way before you get here. Um, so, I mean, I guess if, if these if these charges are true, opposites don't attract. It may be that these two deserved each other.
2: Yeah, you could have said it better, man. I got nothing to say. This is goddamn messy, and I hate hearing about it. Every time I see a Evander Kane update on Twitter – I just struggle to click on that, man. Yeah, I All just right. feel like it's it just, it, it's just it's got to be kept in the dark. I don't want to know about it. It's not my business, but man, it's messy.
1: Catch me if you can. ESPN aired a high school showcase between powerhouse IMG <laughs> Academy and Bishop Sycamore amazing. of Ohio. However, so good. Bishop Sycamore is not a real high school. Bishop
0: Sycamore <laughs> told us they had a number of Division One prospects on their roster to be frank, a lot of that we could not verify. And Correct. they did not show up in our bat- database, they did not show up in the databases of other recruiting services. So it's okay, if that's what you're telling us, fine, that's how we take it in. From what we've seen so far, this is not a fair fight, and, and there's gotta be a point now, Ludes, where you do worry about health and safety.
2: I already am worried about
0: it. I, I think it's, um,
2: this, is, this could potentially be dangerous Given the circumstances and the mismatch that we have here, and, um, and, and, and quite honestly, Bishop Sycamore doesn't have not only the front line players, but they don't have the depth in case something were to happen. Oh, to man, the look at, go at go that go defense. man! That's cheese to defense the right there. The remaining
1: two and a half quarters of this football game.
3: Bishop Sycamore told us.
1: So, uh,
0: yeah, that, that that's
1: a thing. IMG has some
2: beasts on our team, man. IMG is
0: a feeder program to D1 universities. Like, it's a big deal. Um, So, there's there's some red flags. First of all, um, the roster was only about 35 players. Um, There was players that were on the field that weren't on the roster sheet that was handed uh, in before the game. The fact that there's never been a bishop uh and never will be a bishop named sycamore because bishops are very rarely trees um it's there's a, there's a lot of points where espn could have checked and said hey maybe this isn't a real team a lot of gaslighting by that announcer putting all of the blame <laughs> on obviously the fraudulence of bishop sycamore but at the same time if i walk into espn and say oh i'm bill simmons i wrote the book on basketball i'm pretty sure they check it I feel.
2: I also feel like. Um, yeah, and what like they played the I, game on a Friday. Friday and Sunday. I I, I also feel like IMG is having a hard time getting opponents at this point. Like they're gonna have a hard time finding people to play them. Like if, it's, if no, this is what what they. Do.
0: I have no sympathy for poor ESPN trying to find ways to sell advertising by. Right. high school games so it's fine if img if this whole tournament disappears the whole I, it sucks for some of the kids but i think that in, in a reality where there's so many uh resources available through social media and 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 there's, there's so many ways to get players tapes out there there aren't scouts watching this this showcase and being like oh i never heard of that guy they've already heard of them it's just affirmation bias at this point
1: a deal with the Red Devil. After waiting for the last moments in the transfer, uh, transfer window to request be moved, <laughs> uh, Manchester City's deal with Ronaldo broke down, and he is now returning to Manchester
0: United. Yeah, I, um, mean, I,
2: I, I love every I love everything about this. By the way, please go ahead.
0: I don't understand how we've seen two big stars uh, have to change destinations mid-course. Because of financial issues in a league that has no salary cap, it's bizarre to me. I don't really understand soccer finances because it all just seems like the wild west. Um, it's it, it's well La,
2: La Liga La Liga doesn't necessarily have a salary cap, but they have they have salary restrictions which They're cause them balance, to make yeah. this. That's what it is. But I, I actually I I find this is actually incredible because I'm I'm getting really into DPL. It's been about five years I've really been into it. And I find that this season specifically is just so interesting. There's so many really interesting teams at the top, like Tottenham, West West Ham looks incredible so far this year. Uh, and Mikel Antonio is like one of the top players in the uh, in the EPL. And like Manchester United, like if you look at the four, the, the top four teams right now: Tottenham, West Ham, Manchester United, Chelsea, and Liverpool. Uh, sorry, Mokan, Liverpool's just right on the outside. But this is at the beginning of the season. So I love this kind of a story. It really draws a lot of attention towards ZPL, and I'd love to see some of these matchups. I'm I'm drooling just thinking about these matchups right now.
0: My question, though, Duke, and it's the most, it's it's the only way you can look at this move, is um, does Ronaldo does does Ronaldo leave Juventus if Juventus hires Ted Lasso to coach? No,
2: no, of course not. He's got no, to stay. He He's got to stay. And, and, and the the, cra- the crazy thing is that I, on, the, on the Serie A side, it's created this domino effect where Juventus has had to try and find, figure out a way to, um, to to fill in that spot. They're, they're looking at bringing in Moise Keane. I haven't checked to see if they actually did bring him in, but they are looking at that. So it's created this huge, this huge domino effect. And now Manchester is also trying, like there's almost a competition for the spots that remain uh, in, in a striker position, so I mean, I love the timing of this. I know the timing sucks for, for Juventus fans, um, but I mean this is uh, this is awesome. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this season and seeing you know, uh, seeing like Manchester, Manchester play Manchester City. That's going to be a great storyline. Manchester United playing Liverpool, like, and they were always great matchups, but the fact that we can actually watch Ronaldo in an EPL matchup is great, because to be honest, I mean, watching Juventus was fun last season, but I just care more about watching Manchester Manchester United play, playing Chelsea and not Juventus playing uh, Sampdoria, you know, so.
0: Duke, that was fire. It was not rapid. Sorry, man. I'm excited. <laughs> <All right. laughs>
1: You're my boy, Blue. Citizens of Boston had a very heartwarming tribute to Jimmy Hayes. Uh, a bunch of people out there. Essentially. I mean, it speaks for itself.
0: Right that was the uh, funeral procession for Jimmy Hayes. They were tapping their sticks in the street. Um, it's nice. I, I like to see. That's nice. I like Very to nice. see this because we last week we had we had difficulty talking about the story because you know obviously talking about a young man dying um, is, is always awful and it's, it's tough to, to, to have to deal with. Uh, my question is, if if the, if tragedy befell one of us, what would they line the streets with? Um, so if it was well, Eagle, it's... I think it'd just be copious amounts of sugar. Sugar would work. Yeah. Sugar, video games. People playing video games on side the side nice. of the road. Yeah. Uh, so like it would just be it would just be the unhealthiest thing where everyone's sitting around playing video games and smashing um, the, those like sour, sour sugary treats that you like. For for Peas, I think I'd put out empty bottles of gross. <laughs> so Ooh. I can bottle beer.
1: Correct. In the afterlife. That's pretty yeah. good. It's not
0: bad. It's pretty
1: good. I guess for Duke, we just put out pieces of graphite.
0: Graphite? Graphite and whiskey. I love yes. that, man. I love that.
2: Absolutely. I'm a big
1: fan of graphite. And Terry <laughs> puts in, right?
0: Terry would just be people smashing. Yeah, that's putzins. who to puts in. If, look, that's if Terry sweet. does go before us, we need to make a pack that we're bringing puts in to the funeral.
1: I can't not eat a puts in at his funeral. Yeah, exactly. It would almost be insulting. It would be
0: insulting. Absolutely. Instead <laughs> of placing roses on the grave, we'll put the empty containers of puts in.
1: And our last story, I'm changing because the link isn't in here. No zoo for you. Uh, Carol Baskin, the current owner of the Big Cat Rescue, has sold the Oklahoma property where Joe Exotic used to run the animal playground with the tigers from Tiger King with a clause that says the land cannot be used as a zoo for the next 100 years. How petty are you? Carolina Hurricanes petty level? It's... it's,
0: (laughs) It's bad. She hit him with the Uno reverse card. She hit him with the Uno reverse card. And here we are, full circle. Uh, um, man, they're all so terrible as people. I am excited for Nicolas Cage to play Joe Exotic, but I, I am excited for that. Um, Duke, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Special thank you guys. to andy mcnamara for joining us today uh if you check nothing else out please do check out that interview although if you are listening to this i don't know how you do that without checking us out maybe you're geniuses uh eagle you're almost a genius so thank you for everything you do uh, remember to like watch and subscribe to everything we do um if not we may or may not tell carol baskin where you live so she can own your property for 100 years thank you everyone for letting me be myself you've been listening you. to hot sauce sports Hello.